Welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks. I've got Dr. Bill Hinshu with me and we're going to get started in just a moment. But before we get started again, if you could do us a big, big, big favor, we are listener supported. If you can hit that share button, let people know that we're on live. Um, now this is obviously recorded, but you're going to see it aired live. So uh, get that word out, let people know that we're on and um, just uh, so appreciate each and every one of you who have been supporting us and have partnered with us. If you'd like to partner with us and help us get the message out, please go to kingdomtalksmedia.com, go to the give section, and there's a place where you can partner with us. And there's a lot of different levels, so pick one that works for you and uh, be part of uh, the answer in getting the kingdom out to the world. So thank you all. And without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump on over here to Bishop Dr. Bill Hinshew. How are you, Dr. Bill? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm so grateful for your invitation and always a pleasure to be with you, whether on my show or your show or however we're doing. It's great to share and be, uh, be uh, the, the camaraderie between brothers. Absolutely, absolutely. I've I've always loved your um, your your mindset on how things are, and and I mean that literally because I think you have a totally different mindset that you carry and that you're sharing, which I think is really valuable and powerful. So, um, would love to uh, um, hear what Father's got on your heart right now. I mean, and actually, if you want to tell a little bit about your school, because I know it's expanding and things are happening there as well, uh, please do. Well, uh, you know, my wife and I started uh, in 1973 uh, as youth pastors. We just got married, and we have been in the pastoral ministry most of our lives uh, on, on, for, for about 40 years. And in the transition out of pastoring into something else, uh, we began to get involved in education. And uh, we had in-house schools with different people. Uh, we've worked in international schools, uh, but ultimately what happened is, is on our move to Joplin, we had already set up the paperwork, we were ready. So we opened World Bible School University. We are now a fully accredited and uh, a school recognized by the Missouri Department of Higher Education. And so as far as we know, we're about as legal as legal can get to hand out religious degrees from associate to doctorate and uh, probably PhD, which is something we're still working on. But um, wow. it's so much fun. Uh, 49 and uh, almost about a half years of ministry. And this is what it's come to. Uh, we're so grateful to the Lord. And our school is filled with people who are involved in ministry, particularly pastors, bishops, apostles, uh, Baptists, Pentecostals, uh, Catholics, probably some Muslims in there. Uh, we don't know, but uh, it's really cool what God is doing. And the response from students is super, super great. We just put on a, a couple of new professors, one of them being Bishop Kirby Delanerol, uh, uh, uh the bishop in Sri Lanka, over 600 churches yeah. and pastors. And so he's a professor for WBSU now. Wow, 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 wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, uh, how long have you been actually um, working out of Joplin? Because I mean, I've, I've known you now for, I think, going on two years. And uh, you've grown significantly just in that two years. Well, we came to Joplin in June of uh, 2018. And uh, in uh, uh, March, uh, I think March or May of um, 
2019, we actually opened the World Bible School University with four students offering only the associate and bachelor uh, classes. And that next year we graduated 75 students. And uh, it was after that that we opened up our master and doctorate programs and of course requires uh, deeper studies, more commitment and more professors. And uh, we have paraprofessionals and people off campus, I say off campus that are in other states that help do um, um, the, the, um, uh, the grade cards or, or add, add grades to the grade cards, different things. So, yeah. so it's beginning to expand. And as I said before the show, we're gonna be going to a program, I think it's called Google Institutions, where it will manage a lot of uh, the administrative part, but uh, unfortunately not everything, but uh, it'll be a help. Yeah, well, that that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, what are some of the things that, uh, you know, God's, really highlighting for you right now in in what you're sharing, what you're teaching, what you're doing. Uh, I know that you had been teaching Revelation for years and that you had, I think you said you finally finished that up uh, some time ago. Um, but just uh, where, where are things headed for you right now? <clears throat> well, I did finish the book of Revelation verse by verse, 192 lessons. It took me three and three quarter years to do it uh, one wow. day a week. And uh, this oh, wow. is the first volume uh okay. revelation uh, the book of revelation unveiled volume one uh yeah. this is the first five chapters of the book of revelation it's not a thin book uh there's yeah. a lot of stuff there it's now a textbook for our college for our associate students but uh we've been so busy that i haven't had time to finish editing but uh all the other three volumes uh, are ready for editing uh, i have two volumes on the theology of creation that will be coming out also and uh, which is kind of what I want to uh, mention today uh, as we get into this. So, yes, the book of Revelation. I love the book of Revelation. Uh, I basically just love Revelation, period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, share a little bit with me and the audience. Um, what are some of the things that you feel like make a difference, put you aside, you know, put you in a different category when it comes to, um, you know, how you think, versus how maybe the rest of the Christian world thinks and why is it why is it so important? One of the biggest things is people not knowing who where they come from, therefore they cannot know who they are. Uh, and and so when I say where you come from, a lot of people think that uh, uh, one day mom and dad got together and a child was produced <laughs> and I came from uh, 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 my mother's womb and I had this, uh, this awakening to life in general, but at some point I had a spiritual awakening and I became a spiritual being. But the fact is, uh, when we look at, and, and I'll just use a few different scriptures here, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, uh, I'm using the New King James at the, right now. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now, we have to be careful of what womb are we talking about, because, see, we don't ask that question. Uh, and he says, before you were born, I sanctified you or literally set you apart. I ordained or appointed you. Uh, a prophet to the nations. Now, of course, this is talking about Je the prophet Jeremiah. 
But the thing is, is that I tell people that while you may argue that we were not spirit beings who were birthed prior to uh, the natural human form birth, the truth is, is that we have seen way too much evidence from the English and Hebrew language to deny our supernatural existence in eternity past. So yeah. while some argue that we existed in some form, uh, there and at some point prior to being conceived in our mother's womb, God knew who we were. So that's kind of a given. I mean, people will say, you know, I, I couldn't have created myself. There had to be something more than, you know, if, if a seed was planted in mom, who was responsible for that? And, and they start tracking backwards to figure out, you know, there must have been some higher power or something. Well, what some people say is that God's knowing of us is different when it's outside the natural realm that mankind understands, since God is what we call omniscient or is all knowing. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the fact is that God is eternal. Now, uh, if we get to it, I want to talk about John chapter one, but if, if we get there, but here's the thing, John really makes clear that Jesus was not the Jesus of 33 and a half years. A lot of people build their religion based on the 33 and a half years of Jesus, particularly the last three and a half years. But the fact is John unveils something that's much deeper than just yeah. this short time period of, of Christ. This is when I got a revelation and begin to uh, refer to Christ as the eternal Christ, because revelation chapter one says that he was the lamb slain from before the foundation of the world so john points to while moses says uh in the beginning john points to a time before time which i call eternity past now here's the thing the hebrew language tells us that mankind was conceived in the womb of god now think about this this is jeremiah but this still points back to the beginning of time and 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 so what we see is that uh we were birthed forth as spirit beings and and unfortunately a lot of people don't understand the concept of being a spiritual being being able to interact with every place that god is in the entire creation whether you view that as the universe uh as uh, because even the universe has an end and that end then becomes a limited space but in the spirit there is no limits and so we can interact uh with god uh, and and so the Hebrew tells us that we actually were birthed forth out of the out of God's abdomen, and uh, being the Creator who gave birth to the creation. So I find that a very fascinating point. That you know we have a lot of people today saying I am God. Now you know the Hebrew is very clear on that. Uh, I tell people you are not God, but you're very much like God. Uh, because yeah, yeah. Uh, David gives an analogy in the Hebrew language, just to go right to the to the point that there's a <laughs> the smallest measurement of distance between the Creator and the created. Now, how I see that is that God looks at me and sees me the same way He sees His Himself. Nothing left out. I look at God. And I can see myself as God sees me, but I also have that that small area of reverence where I say, you're my father, you're my creator, and I'm the created. And I recognize that and I honor that. Uh, so uh, that's really a big, big thing that's going on right now. And so I teach a lot. I, I just finished a college course, a part two on the theology of creation, which will be a book eventually when we get to it uh, but one scripture i use is isaiah 46 verse 3 and he says listen to me o house of jacob and all the remnant of the house of israel who have been upheld by me 
from birth. This word birth is literally translated the belly. Whom uh, have been created from the womb. So the word here, belly, the Hebrew word, batan, uh, meaning to be hollow, especially the womb, and used as the meaning abdomen. And so I took that. Now, what I look for, this is really, you know, I don't tell people, here's 10 steps to studying the scriptures. Follow my 10 steps, and you'll always have revelation. I don't do that because we've done too many 10 steps and 8 steps and 5 steps, and, and they worked for the person that got the revelation, but they boggled, they hindered the person that didn't have that revelation. Yeah. So what I do is I look for, <laughs> it's really amazing, Holy Spirit helps me connect the dots. So I'm talking about from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and before, all the way to the end of the book of Revelation, the dots get connected. So when I look at John chapter 1, uh, we notice that all life came from God. You know, Pastor, there's a real big issue today about who is born of God and who is not born of God. Uh, there's a big issue about who is the ch as a child of God and who is not a child of God. Someone yeah. sent me a question this morning about sons of God. Who are sons of God? Well, you can't really take a child of God and a son of God and really take this multifaceted language in the English Bible and say they're not the same thing. But then you can't look at the sons of God and look at the creation of God and say they're not the same thing. God created the species known as mankind, not the physical being, but as this being, we were able to become visible. And I say spirit being projecting ourselves through our mother's womb and becoming visible in this appearance realm. And so what John says is that all life came from God as our creator. And in our creator is the light. The light was planted in you and me. This light here in John chapter uh, 1 verse 4 uh, is really uh, the light of illumination. <laughs> that penetrates the darkness of mankind's understanding. Uh, real quick, and I'll, uh, I'll, t I'll breathe. Uh, <laughs> John, John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, this is the New King James. In him was life, and the life, I believe this is a Zoe life, the God life, uh, and the life was the light of men. So we have the life of God, and that Zoe, God life, is the very light of men. This men here is not man as in singular, but men as in plural. It's the creation of God. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend or overcome it. What people believe is that there's darkness in everybody, and some people just are never going to get it till they have this, this great awakening. And I, I'm all about the awakening. I think Habakkuk had a wonderful prophecy <clears throat> about that. But what this is telling me is that in every person from, uh, from 1 to 100, uh, there might be a 1 that is the light that's in a person that might be saying, there's got to be something bigger out there than just myself. There's got to be a higher power than that put this all together. That might be one where 100 might be somebody that's fully enlightened. And I, I haven't met that person yet, but, but we're, I see a lot of people that are tracking there. Okay, yeah. and so everything yeah. else in between. But the problem is, is the darkness doesn't comprehend uh, or overcome it, the light. So no matter how much darkness is in a person, which, uh, by the way, darkness is simply a lack of understanding. It's a lack of enlightenment. And so darkness does not have the ability to overcome the light that's been implanted in you, which is the illumination of God. So just for a starting point, that's that's kind of 
something that really <laughs> tracks with me. That is good. I, I love that. Now, one of the things, um, you know, we've talked about some of this before, but, you know, the mystery and the power of the mind and mm. how that operates in, 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 in our real world here. Um, I don't know if you want to share on any of that. Absolutely. Uh, because here's the thing. What we do, and I had this, uh, uh, I have this on a regular basis. Uh, people will say, uh, it, it's, it's your mind that's got to be renewed. And they'll point to their head. Uh, but keeping in mind that what we're looking at here is a physical uh, appearance around being. In other words, you look at me, and this is what I appear to be in the natural realm. But who I am as a spirit being is what I'm moving toward projecting. You know, after Jesus was uh, at the Mount of Transfiguration, he glowed. He, he became, uh, it's not that he wasn't already God, not that he wasn't already illuminated, but something happened that he was trans, because ever since he came, read Philippians 2, it will tell you that he came in the form of, in the appearance of man, and he didn't set aside his godness, but he actually put himself in a position where he could interact with humankind and humankind not think that he couldn't relate to where they were. So yeah. uh, the, the thing is, is that when we look at the, the, the mind or the brain, the first thing we think of is that this is where all my memories are stored. And I was talking to a medical person who actually trains ER doctors, a, a male nurse, and, and said that they've confirmed that the brain actually has two major functions. One is um, long-term motor skill memory, and the other is short-term motor skill memory. Now, we know there's other things there. There's even some parts of the brain that have no apparent need or use whatsoever. Uh, some of those parts, uh, studies were done in major secular <laughs> universities, well, even Christian universities, that when people pray in tongues, those parts that seem to have no use actually become alive, and they begin to release adrenaline and, and uh, enzymes into the body. Now, uh, some say that, that when that happens, it even increases our, our, uh, our, our life value even by 30% or more. Now, here's the thing. The brain is what my body does. So I get up in the morning. I don't have to think about getting up, putting on my uh, clothes, putting on my shoes. I know I'm going to work. Uh, I know I got to go in the restroom and clean up and etc. I don't have to think about that. That's long-term motor function. That's stuck. But when I have to change a routine and, and we call it, uh, 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 you know, changing a pattern, we will uh, practice that or do that for several days. And finally, it then converts over to long-term motor function. But now where our memories are, and I want to, and last time we were on, I think I talked about supernatural memories. I actually discovered in scripture that there were supernatural memories from the book of Isaiah. And, and so uh, I even had a supernatural <laughs> encounter about that. But, but first, let me say that in the soul, uh, I used to teach that the soul was divided into two parts, uh, the, that which was uh, spirit that receives information from our spirit, and then the other part was the part that was unrenewed, and it was being renewed. I believe there are three parts based on scripture, and we don't have time to go there, but, but a part of the soul is spirit. 
okay, just like you as spirit. It's a part of his spirit because you're a part of your soul. If the doctor cuts you open uh, and and or does an X-ray, they cannot find your spirit and they cannot find your soul uh, because they're of the supernatural realm. Uh, but the first part is spirit. The second part is that which has been renewed, and then what's left is that which is being renewed. That's where darkness dwells. Darkness again, a lack of understanding. But I find if I can get a picture in the spirit, what I find is a lot of people uh, that they're uh, the, the part of their soul that's uh, renewed versus unrenewed is beginning to take over and decrease the amount that is unrenewed. Uh, so that means to me that there is a time and a point when we will uh, we will walk fully illuminated uh, to the full mind of God. Now back to Jesus, he was uh, transfigured. He goes to the grave. I think more did not happen in the grave than people see because they see this dead body and he's there and and he resurrects well uh what i see is for less than 24 hours he was in the grave late friday night to early sunday morning and he resurrects as something different than what went in okay or even back up to the transfiguration and he first thing he says when when mary comes is, is don't touch me and uh, later on, he was, she was able to touch him. So he goes to the disciples. Now, from Passover, uh, two days, 48 hours, or uh, uh, 48 hours, yes. Uh, and eight days journey to Galilee is 10 days. Then he spends 40 days with the disciples in Acts chapter 1, totaling 50 days just prior at the knocking on the door of, of Pentecost. So here he's with his disciples. The scriptures are very clear. They're not real, uh, real uh, expressive. They're just making the point clear. He spent 40 days with the disciples trying to prove to them with many infallible proofs that, hey, guys, I said I'd come back. I'm alive. Think about it today. Uh, in Luke chapter 1, the first coming of Jesus took place. He manifested out of the spirit realm into the visible realm as a baby. That was the human form that he projected so that he could have come in a fully grown uh, uh, human form. But as a baby, his second coming that everybody's looking for because they're really confused about uh, Revelation chapter 22. Behold, I come quickly. And they confuse that with the time period and what he's actually talking about. But in Acts chapter, uh, I'm sorry, in Matthew 28, uh, where we see he's resurrected, that was his second coming. That was the second coming of Christ. Now, people will challenge me and say, if that was the second coming of Christ, then where did he go uh, just prior to Pentecost? Well, that's an interesting question because what he did during that time with his disciples is they were threatened by the, um, uh, the, the felt threatened by the, the Pharisees and the Romans and so on, that they actually went into a room and locked the door. Now, Jesus, as a human, probably could not have went through the door unless his supernaturalness manifested just like when he walked on the water. But what he did is the, the door couldn't keep him out. He either walked through the wall or he manifested from one side to the other. But that's his supernaturalness. I believe that's what we're headed to as the full mind of Christ manifests. There'll be a transfiguration that will physically, visibly take place in this natural realm, just like Jesus. Then he says, you know what, guys? I'm still human. Got some fish. I'm hungry. And so they feed him. So I, I love that being supernatural with a, a natural per, uh, perception so that he could still interact with his disciples. 
Now, where did he go? The scriptures say, uh, uh, forgive me, when I say the scriptures, I'm actually talking about the original Greek language. Uh, the original Greek language scriptures say that the cloud covered him. Uh, he went up into clouds, plural, not the cloud. But the cloud that it refers to is like the um, uh, the Shekinah glory uh, that was with the children of Israel uh, in, in as they were approaching the Red Sea and in the wilderness and so on. Okay, so where did he go? Well, I want to tell you where he went. He just disappeared from <laughs> visibility back to invisibility into the clouds. What clouds is that? It's the cloud of witnesses. Now, uh, Pastor, I, uh, you and I today are sitting here on camera doing this, uh, this broadcast, and we actually are a part of the cloud of witnesses first. Second, we have a projection of a human form appearance. Why do we have a human form appearance? There's almost 8 billion people on the planet right now, many of who are not awakened to this truth. But why do we have this natural appearance? It's so that we can reach the world with the truth that makes men free. See, I often challenge pastors for many years. People will say, I'm just not getting through to my congregation. And I use a little, little test, a little scripture, and say, didn't Jesus say that, if you know the truth, the truth will make people free. If you're not getting people set free, if it's not changing their lives, go back and see what you're sharing. Check out your revelation and find yeah. something that you can share that actually has a positive effect and really brings freedom to someone's life. So, wow. I, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with you know, this. Well, and, and as you're you're saying all this, you know, again, the mystery and the power of the mind. I've I've shared multiple times with people that. Um, I mean, who knows how much, um, but 80, 90% of uh, sickness, disease, and things that go on around us are a, a projection or a, um, uh, a cause or an effect from our own mm -hmm. mind and the way we think. And I've even said, it, and it could be 100%. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I'm, I'm just getting over COVID and um, <clears throat> somebody had reached out to me who I had said that to before. And they said, well, I want to know where you're at now with this idea that it's all in your mind. <laughs> and I'm like, it doesn't change anything. I still believe it's there and it's, it's my thought process. I believe a, a great deal of it anyway is my thought process. And um, the fact that I got COVID um, is just a purely, you know, evidence to me that I'm not fully awakened yet to the power of my thought process and what I, how much my thinking uh, affects this realm. Yeah. Jesus made an amazing statement to the Jews. He said it rains on the just and the unjust. Now, in this yeah. physical realm, there are things that go on. They happen to try to convince you of their reality. Yet the Apostle Paul said the things we perceive by our senses are temporary. They're subject to change from moment to moment. But the things that are not perceived by our senses are eternal or they're of the eternal realm. So my wife and I went through COVID and um, we didn't talk a lot. We basically get out of bed in the morning, drag ourselves to the uh, to our recliners and uh and kick back and, and you know somebody bring food and drop it at the front door we'd open the door get the food so on and we just kind of lived that way uh for a few weeks but here's the thing the entire time i had covid here's what i said i said thank you father uh that uh i i i am as whole 
as you are whole. Uh, I, I believed in the wholeness of God. Now, uh, did it make the COVID go away instantaneously? No. Uh, it, it's not so much the things that come, but it's the, how do you handle the things? That's do you it. handle the yeah. things in defeat? Are you believing that God has abandoned you for in some way God no longer loves you? No, none of that's true. How are you handling it? How are you dealing with it? Thank you, Father, that you love me. Thank you, Father, that your arms are around me. Thank you, Father, that I am as whole as you are whole. Now, I will say uh, there are people who get COVID that it's just a day or two and they're they're better. Um, you know what? Um, I, I don't know if that's full-blown COVID or not, but it doesn't really matter. The point is I can just tell you how I got through COVID and I'll tell you, I felt very blessed to, to that it, you know, didn't take me out or take me down or destroy me. And uh, so, yeah, so it, it's really how you view things. I want yeah. to view things as temporary, as subject to change. Everything that I see, yeah. see, touch and hear, it's subject to change. So I can't put my faith in that. Right. And, and and this might be an area where we where we differ or disagree a little bit. I, okay. I'm, I'm not sure. But one of the things I, I feel like is that um, uh, life, uh, this is where I'm getting to. It's like God is real. God mm -hmm. is love. God has my best in mind. He's out for my good. He's not out to destroy me. Blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> you know, let's, you know, let's get past all that. He loves me and 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 he is there for me. However, the other part of it is there is life that is just life and yeah. without challenges we don't grow that's all there is to it so now there is a mindset where i can become a victim and i got every challenge in the world coming at me because i've got this victim mentality right. but there's also the side where no i'm a i'm a i'm an overcomer and i know my god loves me and i know everything is good and yet bam, I get hit with something, COVID or, you know, whatever it might be. And it's just, it's just, it's just life and it's okay. And some of it can be pretty traumatic, but again, it's like you said, it's how then do we respond in understanding that I still yes. have a God that loves me and he has my best in mind and he's for me. So what am I to learn out of this? What am I to grow? How am I to grow out of this? That becomes the question. And it's such a great way for me to live my life compared to, you know, you know, a couple of decades ago, just being a pure victim of everything and being angry yes. at life. <laughs> you know, it's it's wonderful having a smartphone, uh, a smartphone. Uh, and, and I mean, I, I can imagine there are people somewhere in the world who are, don't have the ability to have a smartphone. But it seems like this is a, a real priority and a go getter for most people. And what I love about my smartphone, uh, my, my wife and I uh, keep track on the weather. Now, this is not an avid thing I do, but. Uh, you know, I want to know what the temperature is so I can know how to adjust the, the heat or the air. Uh, also on my computer, my phone says 46 degrees right now. I look on my computer screen and the weather app says 46 degrees. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just available everywhere. But also, if there's a, a an alert, something bad going on, such as a, a tornado, um, then our phone will give us an alert. Now, the first thing I do is I begin to de decree and declare over that tornado that it will not touch down and there'll be no harm. Uh, back, uh, yeah. uh, oh, I don't know, uh, eight or nine years ago, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe less, maybe six, seven years ago, uh, tornadoes came through Joplin and destroyed a that. lot of the, uh, the other side of the track, so to speak. And, uh, 
so, so we were in a place of business uh, getting a um, something to eat and there was a tornado alert. And uh, uh, someone had asked us, why in the world would you move to Joplin after uh, tornadoes had destroyed a great deal of it? And, I, and we said, so there won't be any more destruction. And, uh, and so we're at this place of business getting something to eat. And they said, you're going to have to go in the bathrooms or someplace secure, or you're going to have to leave because there's a tornado out. I said, just give me a minute. Let me, let me go outside. They had the doors locked. I got them to unlock the doors for me. I went outside and I just spoke and declared the tornado. And, you know, the tornado went away. And so yeah. I went back inside and said, hey, everything's cool. There's not going to be any problem. And uh, uh, same thing at the hospital. I was getting uh, physical therapy one time. And same thing, the, 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 the therapist there says, and there's a tornado. I'm keeping track of my kids on my smartwatch. And I don't know what's going on. I said, you know what? Uh, no, I declare no tornado will come near this place. And, uh, and there wasn't. Now, I'm, I'm saying that, again, like you said earlier, not to be braggadocious, but to share a good report. The same thing is true with car accidents. Um, stuff just happens. Life happens. So I'm out and about, and there's a fender bender. Uh, thank God that's all it was. I can have a good attitude about it. Uh, it rams into my door, and I got to go to the hospital. Thank God I'm not dead. I mean, there's all kinds of degrees of yeah. saying, thank you, Lord. Thank God I had car insurance. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of things. So you can be a negative person or you can be a positive person. But, hey, listen, we're people filled with glory. We're people filled yeah. with power. We're people filled with uh, uh, the life of God. And in every moment of disa a disastrous situation, I want to project the life of God because I was created to reflect my father. Yeah. So we're learning how to do that. So to me, one of the keys I believe that comes out of this, and it's one of the things that I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing in myself, I'm teaching it, and that is letting go of any of the negative energy that comes oh, yes. out of any situation that happens. Just let it go. You know, don't, don't try to hold on to it. Don't try to make it into something, you know, process it however you need to process it. But as soon as you can, just let it go. Let it go and then hold on to that attitude of gratitude. Hold on to that love and that frequency that takes you into and, and I can't tell you how many times you know in a day where where a thought will cross my mind it's a negative thought about a you know maybe you know what happens if this happens or what happens if this happens and it's like immediately I'll take that captive and I'm just like nope let's pull that down and mm -hmm. let's see I'm going to choose this timeline where everything works out well I get home just fine you know whatever it might be everything works out just fine and then I let the other one go now, is that going to happen all the time? Is it going to happen perfectly every time? Again, no. However, it will happen more and more often. And I'm going to enjoy walking in a greater, le greater level of that all the time. Yes. But what I, what I don't like to hear is, you know, it, there's, there's some people out there that, you know, maybe they have processed this. Maybe they have got to that place where they can do this now well. And maybe it happened for them fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. But when they start teaching that this is how it is and that, you know, once you get to my level, you know, then you'll be able to, you know, accomplish the things I can accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um that creates for a lot of people a discouragement that I can never do what they're doing mm -hmm. versus just helping everybody, everybody understand that all of us have our journey and we have our walk and we're all going in that same direction. We're just at different paces, different places, and, and um, yes. the journey's a little bit different for each one of us. 
Yeah, you know, sometimes I feel like a spiritual cheerleader, you know, come on, you can yeah. do it. Yeah. Hang in yeah. there, you can do it. Um, I, I, when I teach on um, <clears throat> the principles of biblical interpretation in college, for example, uh, I tell students that we've seen all the, 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 the traditional rules of interpretation. They're on the internet. You can find a multiplicity of, of versions and views of them. But I said, here's the thing. Whatever number one says, move that to number two, because the first rule of biblical interpretation is common sense. If it doesn't make <laughs> sense, there's a reason. Well, the same yeah. thing when it comes to the spirit. What's the first rule of the spirit? It's real simple. Pay attention literally pay attention because god yeah. will show you uh it's better not to go down that street take this turn and you won't know why i remember one time we were looking for a, a house we needed to move the house we were in was selling and uh, we needed to move and so we had drove by a house and we were fixing to turn left onto the main road and go back toward where we live and i was just super prompted to turn right and I said my, to my wife, I said, let's turn right and go around the block again. And the house we had seen, we had seen about eight years prior, and it was for uh, lease again. And well, long story short, we got that house. Now, another time, uh, my wife uh, tells this story sometimes that another time, this is a lot of years ago, I was coming home from a construction job and I had just dropped somebody off and I was on this gravel road, long gravel road. And I'd come around this corner and uh, my wife got kind of a premonition that there was going to be a car wreck. So she began, back in those days, she began to bind that thought. That's a mm -hmm. bad thought. So, well, mm -hmm. I turned around the corner <coughs> and I had a head-on collision with another pickup. Now, we weren't moving real slow. It wasn't that kind of a road, but we were moving pretty fast. Now, I was in a truck that was a three-quarter ton, uh, um, I think they call them a panel truck or something, but it was a three-quarter ton. It was built like a tank. So I wasn't really hurt. Uh, my, my truck was totaled, but the, the point of it is is that we pay attention. So, yeah. uh, you, know, um, you know how we got COVID? Uh, our children came down. Uh, who were on the way home from a trip and where my son-in-law works there was a lot of covid cases going on and we're just hugs and lovey and everything and and boom you know they get home an hour and a half later and say you know what i'm not feeling good <laughs> and, uh you know yeah. it wasn't too yeah. long so yeah the power of the mind okay uh, to back get back on track the power of the mind um do i believe i have covid all right, here's, here's what the doctor says. You have tested positive for COVID. Then I get a call from uh, the Department of Health and says, <laughs> you are quarantined from this day to this date and we'll send you a, a document out. And, and was your wife exposed? Yes, about two days later. So she gets another document, says you're quarantined from this day to this date. So there's, there's valid evidence, proof that says I have COVID. But you see, in searching the scriptures, I found valid evidence that I am everything that my father is. As he is, so are we in this world. I'm as whole as he is whole. What does the scripture tell us? Whose report will you believe? Yeah. That hands yeah. down, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. But your doctor says, uh, but you see, I appreciate, and I told my doctor this, I respect you. You're a believer. I get it. I respect but do what you got to do what you think is best for my physical well-being but just understand i cannot put myself in a place where i agree with you i have to stay positive and i have to, so this is my common report to all doctors one doctor says we can operate on your knee but you may bleed to death or we may have to amputate i said i don't believe in death or amputation so we're not doing that 
So, you know, am I being a smart aleck? Uh, no. Uh, I'm simply saying, I'm calling things that are not as though they already exist. And yeah. so the same is true when I talk about free creation, origin, time. Um, uh, there, there's just scriptures I look at that where the dots begin to be connected. It's almost like a map where lights come on. And it's like, okay, go to this chapter. So I go jump from Genesis to Colossians or Genesis to John or, or, some, or to the book of Revelation or something because these scriptural clues pop up. Uh, you know, Pastor, one of the biggest questions I get, people are trying to figure out. How did we, who were fully knowledgeable of God as spirit beings, become visible in this natural realm, and all of a sudden, we no longer know who we are? Well, there's a scriptural clue. James chapter 1 said we're like the man who looks into the mirror, or he looks into the perfect law of liberty, and he looks away, and he forgets what kind of man he is. I know there's context there so we don't want to destroy the context but the principle there is that i came into this natural realm and i begin to be talked to and indoctrinated and said you gotta be sick and you gotta die you know i have a show on tuesday nights right now we're discussing do we did god design physical death for his creation well, the answer is no and we're just tearing that thing up and it's super controversy uh controversial so the thing is i forgot I literally took on a form of amnesia, but yeah. thank God I, I'm being awakened and I'm understanding some things that someone else might not agree yeah. with. I have people that tell me I need to repent. I need to ask God forgive me for teaching some of this stuff, but hey, uh, that does not discourage me one ounce. Yeah. Well, and you know, one of the things that Father gave me some time ago now um, was just that life is an experience it's a journey for every yes. single one of us and for him because he is experiencing life through you he's experiencing life through me as i'm experiencing it so you know for me the whole amnesia thing yeah i get it you know it, it used to not make any sense to me at all however unless we're here to have an experience to know what and learn what it's like to grow in an environment where we don't know who we are you know when yeah, we come yeah. you know when, when when we first kind of step out of the womb and start to figure things out we have to figure it out but it's this experience of learning and growing and understanding that we're all having but each and every one of us as we're having that experience god's having it too in us and through us and so he is growing as well and people will say well god's a, you know omnipotent you know he's 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 uh, all-knowing he's all Yes, he knows everything there is to know, but is there anything else? Can he create something and all of a sudden, wait, there's more. <laughs> and I yes. believe there is. And, you know, and I believe that we're eternal creatures, that we're going to continue to grow. And if we're going to grow through eternity and forevermore, then that means to yes. me that God's got to be growing as well. Otherwise, if he knows everything there is to know and that's it, then we're going to eventually catch up with him. And I don't think that's going to happen. So I, I believe that he's constantly growing and he's growing through us as well, which to me is a beautiful thing. And that's what that's what he showed to me is that we're we're having experiences and he's having it with us and we get to grow through all of that. And and then it is and it is a growth process. You know, I sure. I used to when I was younger, um, up until I was about 50, man, I would get every flu and every virus that came along. 
But I began, when we stepped into this movement, I began to engage in the heavens with my perfected self, Colossians mm -hmm. 2.10, you know, mm -hmm. seeing my, my spiritual complete self in Christ and engaging with myself in such a way that if I started to get a sore throat or something, um, you know, I would engage and that it would be gone. And so for five, six years, I went without being sick at all with mm -hmm. the exception of two times of having the sniffles. And then all of a sudden COVID hits. Well, mm -hmm. I could have the attitude of, oh, man, it was all for nothing. It was all just a bunch of garbage. It just didn't work. Right. Or I can look at the fact that for five years, I was without sickness and I grew to that level. And then this thing comes along that's hitting the world like crazy. And I got hit with it. Yes. That's all there is to yes. it. I got, I got hit with it. And here's the beauty of it is anytime I got sick before, you know, Oh man, I had such a bad attitude. I was the victim. I was the whiner. I was the complainer. I was everything, you name it. I hated being sick. And here I was, you know, flu, you know, or, you know, the fever, the chills, all that going on in my body. And uh, I'm just like, huh, it's mm. an experience, part of the journey. No biggie. <laughs> Do we still have some time? Uh, yeah, we got about 10 more minutes. One of the things I find really interesting uh, is time and origin. Uh, and, and the problem is uh, mankind viewing God as timeless, uh, seeing that he always has been. Um, it's because of the human form of us uh, was birthed into this realm of awareness where what we see, hear, and touch have a great deal of influence on our thinking faculties. Now, we yeah. know that. Uh, the, the truth is, uh, one, one of the scriptural clues that is very popular, Colossians 1, 21, in the Passion Translation, even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected or reconciled you uh, back to God uh, himself, back to himself. Now, yeah. uh, the, the thing about that is, is that, you know, the prefix uh, R-E, uh, re, we see that a lot, and it means that there was something prior to that word. So reconnected means we were once connected, reconciled means we, we were once consiled, and, and the story goes on. Now, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the thing is, is that when we talk about that, uh, I, I, I started teaching about God uh, uh, creating us as spirit with eternal memories. Now, this is going to sound weird, but I've been, I was pursuing God and saying, you know, Father, if I have eternal memories, I want to remember some of the things prior to uh, in being in this flesh. Now, of course, when we look at the scriptures, we are studying about a timeless God and his memories become our memories. But one day I saw myself with Joshua in, in, in the book of Joshua in that time frame uh, where he was standing at the walls of Jericho and I was just there with him. What what that was, because remember the messenger of God, the captain of the army of hosts, appears to him, which is the cloud of witnesses. Okay, so I actually, my memory was recalled and I saw myself there. Uh, we can have uh, experiences in our eternal memories that are so, so much fun. Now, I wanted to mention this before we run out of time, and that is a, uh, uh, John uh, 1, verse 14. Uh, we all know this verse. This is so powerful. Uh, and it says that, as and so the living expression became a man. Uh, this is interpreted as became visible. 
and lived among us, lived among mankind. Uh, we gaze upon his glory, the glory of the one and only uh, uh, who came from the Father, show it, uh, overflowing with tender mercy and truth. Uh, this actually takes me uh, from this scriptural clue, takes me to Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, that says uh, it, it, it is the fulfillment of Luke chapter 1 or in the uh, Matthew chapter 1, but it says that, uh, that behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and she shall call his name Emmanuel, or literally translated God with us, or God within us. Now, the beautiful thing here is that John says we gazed up on the unveiled glory of Jesus. He exposed the glory. What glory did he expose? The glory of the Father. The scripture is crystal clear. In other words, when people read the scriptures of the Old Testament that says no one has seen God at any time, there's a real big but there, okay? <laughs> I mean, a big one that says, until Jesus came and showed us the Father. And John 14 clearly uh, reveals that to us. So it's so beautiful that, uh, it, you know, you know, I mentioned earlier the Mount of Transfiguration. I got to get this, uh, this point here. As John gazed upon the unveiled glory of Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, it is said, according to the Aramaic language, we, as the species known as mankind, gazed upon the preciousness of his glory. And so, yeah, we're, we're learning, Pastor. We're learning to uh, get into uh, other languages. I realized there were other languages. There were languages prior to Hebrew. Uh, there were, the Hebrew faded away, and we got the Aramaic language. And we have so little help with the Aramaic language. I had to even get me a, an Aramaic uh, New Testament and, and try to, you know, venture into some of that. And I, I think the day will come that we'll have commentaries on the Aramaic and uh, word study helps on the Aramaic. But the point is, is that God has made everything available to us. When you can read Second. Uh, John 2 verse, uh, 1 John 2 verse uh, 20, I think it is, it says uh, that we have an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. Being translated, you have the capacity to know everything that's in God's mind. If you have that, I would say that's yeah. a good place to pursue, follow, get a pursuit going. And that's, you know, and I think that's one of the things that we need to teach people and yet there's a there's a balance in it and I don't even really know what it is but you know because I know some people can just get really off track and yet um, I know for myself that I have been able to listen and to meditate and to just begin to journal what father's giving to me and I'll yeah. share some of it and then the next thing I know somebody's sending me a book or or you know something else that 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 affirms and confirms what father downloaded to me without having anything, you know, so, and it's in yeah. all of us, but I, I do, I do wonder, you know, it's like, why do some people get stuff and it kind of just takes them off the deep end to where they leads them away from Christ, uh, leads them into uh, deception and so forth versus there, there, there's that place where, uh, you know, I'm just receiving from you, father. I'm not trying to make anything up. I'm just receiving and I journal that out and I'm just totally blown away over and over and over again, what he downloads. Probably one of the biggest things I'm I'm cautioning people about today is that of deconstruction. Do I believe in deconstruction? Uh. Yes. But deconstruction <clears throat> without reconstruction will put you out of balance. What deconstruction yes. alone is, is literally rejection 
of the things I'm trying to get away from. So I'm rejecting, I'm getting into that negative emotion. And, yeah. and, and so the balance is add some reconstruction to it as, as a, 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 a bad thing or a negative thing is revealed to you. Find what the truth is as you're kicking the one thing out so that something can take its place. So the word that we're, we're starting to use and, and, and uh, actually got it from Paul Young, but mm -hmm. um, um, I love the, the idea and it makes so much more sense is, is let's renovate our faith. Let's yeah. renovate it because that does include some deconstruction. But the thing is you go in and you study out what is already there and then you determine, okay, that's got to go, that's got to go. But here's a really good solid wall. It would not make any sense at all to rip that apart, deconstruct that and rebuild it because it's perfectly fine. Let's leave it there and then begin to get rid of the other pieces that don't belong and and let's do that renovation. That to me is making a whole lot more sense. And and yet we need language, you know. Yeah. The deconstruction yeah. was a was a good powerful word for a while cuz a lot of people needed that to 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 just kind of get the ball rolling. But now we got to like, okay, hold on, let's not tear everything down. Because that's what I think you're saying. And that's what I keep seeing too, is a lot of people are just tearing everything down. And then they've got no, there's no borders, there's no walls, there's no fences, there's no safety. And now they're off on the, you know, doing crazy stuff. And you're just like, yeah, they'll be back. But, uh, <laughs> you know, how much pain and suffering are they going to cause in the process? I was raised in one of the three largest denominations in the world. And as I began to get revelation, I pastored for them about 10 years of my adult ministry. And as I was beginning to get revelation, it literally did not fit with the bylaws of the of the, the group. And so I was actually uh, asked to leave. Now, here's mm -hmm. the thing. I actually got upset. I became wounded and I threw the baby out with the bathwater. I found myself with no foundation to stand on whatsoever, but I was still in ministry. I was still preaching. Uh, I would absorb what other people were saying. I was trying to grab hold of that. It wasn't my revelation. And a lot of times it just didn't work, but I was, I was striving. Eventually I had to repent, change the way I think and go back up and pick the pieces back that really did work for me and that were right. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you just can't throw everything away. Uh, actually, you, you mentioned re, uh, uh, renovate. Uh, uh, Revel, uh, Romans uh, uh, 12 to, uh, to renew your mind. The Greek word there actually means to renovate your mind. Renovate. Yeah, I like that. We got a couple more minutes. Uh, any last words to everybody? Well, you know, I just want to encourage people. Um, you know, I... I I don't believe I'm getting off in the deep end uh, of, of darkness and getting deceived by things uh, because I remember when I was pastoring uh, a church, it was actually the last, not the last building, but the last church I was pastoring. Um, I just, I just desired to go deeper than I've ever, ever gone. I, I was preaching and I would preach things and I would say, you know, I feel like I'm out on a limb by myself and I'm cutting the limb <laughs> off behind me. Uh, and, and one day Dr. K. Fairchild says the best fruit is always out on the limb. And, and so what I decided was I am not going to stay in the box that people have created because God's not in a box. You can't put right. God in a box. Why? Well, it's simple. He's God. Uh, but I decided to reach, you know, when you look outside the box, you look as far as you can in the spirit realm until the point you can't hardly see anything, which that's the limit of your present knowledge. Yeah. And I decided I was going to go out there as far as I could and even go beyond. And I was confident that because the spirit of God would lead me, I would never get off track. 
so far that's been the case and i've really got into some things i i tell my panel uh you know what uh, we come up with topics if i don't agree with them if i don't think the public's ready for them i'll just say no we're not going to do them but pretty much i'm game let's let's go for whatever uh yeah. so so stay stay don't throw your bible away don't that's that right. don't throw your bible away don't throw right. it down and say you don't need that you can hear beyond that let me tell you something you can hear through it if you will study yes if you will get get a, a go online biblegateway.com multiple english translations blueletterbible.com you can see the the strongs the the greek words uh there's so many tools and i, I can't don't have time to mention them all so many tools online yeah. that are free that will take you further than you ever thought you could go absolutely totally agree totally agree well Dr. Bill, thank you so much. I, I honor you and bless you. Love having you on because uh, I, I I just really resonate with a lot of what you teach in terms of uh, the power of the mind and, and how much our thinking has to do with where we're going. So uh, if anybody's out there and, and wanting more information, you can look in the notes and uh, Dr. Bill's contact information will be there. Reach out to him. Uh, you might even consider becoming a student at his college. So blessings to everyone. Uh, again, we're listener supported. We can use your support. We would love to have your partnership. And if uh, Father's putting that on your heart, please go to kingdomtalksmedia.com and go to the give section. And there's a lot of different levels of partnership there. Uh, one of them is behind the scenes, which is only $10 a month. And that's where uh, we're going to end this part of the broadcast and go to what we call behind the scenes, where we'll probably talk about something for the next 5, 10, 20 minutes uh, that is a little bit deeper, that we are just don't think necessarily the public is ready to hear it, but there's some who want to dig in deeper and that's where you can find that information. So blessings to all of you. And again, Dr. Bill, honor you, love you. Thank you so much for being a part. Love you too, my brother. You're welcome. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.